This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. It was a deal that Microsoft Satya Nadella says he's been thinking about for some time now. And now his company has gone into partnership with LinkedIn for $26.2 billion. It's a deal that benefits both sides. But as you separate the two, which company really gains more? Plus, it's also an amazing rise for LinkedIn, which has soared in popularity in the business community in the last several years. To take a look at this deal, we're joined here in the studio by Wharton Assistant Professor of Marketing, Pinar Yildirim. And a bit later, we'll be joined by Peter Zaleski, who's interim department chair in the Department of Economics at Villanova University. Great to see you, Pinar. It's been a while. Thanks for coming in. Good to see you as well. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, this deal, as, as Satya Nadella says, he's kind of thought about this for a while. It gets announced, and you think what? I think that this is actually a good move for Microsoft. This is my personal opinion, but I think it's also an opinion that's shared by the other business people. Mm -hmm. Microsoft has been trying to acquire a social network for a while, so this is not their first move. About a decade ago, they were after Facebook, and that deal did not go through. So they are finally able to acquire a social network that is actually a, a growing revenue-wise, um, profitable network that I think can even enhance their products. Too, and, to and, and two of the piece, two of the things you just said there are kind of the important piece to this. One, growing, and two, profitable. And, and you think about LinkedIn, how it has kind of changed in the last few years. I mean, if you go back, I guess it was five, six years ago, they didn't have a paid element to it. I mean, they've tiered their, their, uh, their system to the point where now you can just have the basic run of the mill, you don't find out who is actually looking at you. You pay a little bit of money and you find out who those connections really are. Exactly. They have actually a business model that puts them apart from many of the other social networks. Uh, when we look at Facebook, Facebook's revenues are coming from advertising. For yeah. LinkedIn, yes, advertising is also one of the revenue sources, but their subscribers, their users, both on the employee and employer side, they're also willing to pay for the services that they receive, which I think only strengthens the business of LinkedIn. For Microsoft, Satya Nadella in an interview talked about how his company has really tried to build a lot of its entity around the cloud. And he talked about now being able to bring the cloud into business networking. How does how is that relationship really going to work? I mean, seemingly it's it's more LinkedIn coming into that realm than than Microsoft seemingly adjusting a whole lot, right? I think so. So what I believe Nadella is really envisioning is a future platform where an employee will be coming into work and then seeing 365 in real sense degree you know degrees as well as you know variety of products from yeah. just creating documents, creating presentations, to being able to communicate with other individuals within and outside of company, and having this type of business knowledge, business background to be able to find out who are the professionals who you could talk to, to either make yourself more productive yeah. or be able to reach out in terms of sales and advertising. So I think that these additional elements were not part of the current Microsoft offerings so far, or, or they are there, but they are not one of their strengths. And they are trying to make this, um, I think, stronger. Uh, one of the areas that they talked about that, that really uh, could see a benefit is also uh, Microsoft Outlook. 
you know, that email entity and, and everything that is kind of around Microsoft Outlook becomes maybe a little bit more important because you're able to, through LinkedIn, you're able to reach people, but now you have that other level to be able to reach somebody in another company or somebody, you know, somebody that you want to connect with. Well, I think increasingly businesses are more and more global and this type of database, this type of information network yeah. is going to be tremendously useful for Microsoft to be able to enhance its products. So when we think about it, not just Outlook and making Outlook a stronger product by providing the type of background about who you are writing an email to or yeah. maybe providing updates about what your professional contacts are working on on a particular day, I think in addition to that, all of these other Microsoft products, let's think about the acquisition of Skype. Mm -hmm. Skype yeah. has not been one of the, the major products that has been very successful. I mean, it's, it's been successful. It has a lot of users, but Microsoft hasn't been able to take advantage of it. Now, let's think about, for example, the global businesses. They are increasingly more relying on um, long-distance communications. Sure, yeah. You can make that stronger also by using that information network coming from LinkedIn. Let's say you're about to just connect for the first time in a sales meeting with someone else from, let's say, India. Yeah. And now, you know, from LinkedIn, you can actually generate a bunch of information and be able to perhaps make your communication more targeted. So I think it's going to be able to enhance the Microsoft products in multiple ways. Skype was something that, that when it first came on the, on the market, everybody thought, wow, you know, you're going to be able to actually do live video with somebody. And, and in some respects, Facebook, with them going to a video element, it has kind of taken it away because of the nature of, of what Facebook is of that, hey, I want to show you my kids. Now I can show you a video of my kids. I can show you potentially a live video of my kids. So, you know, Skype, I guess, has the opportunity to, to pick up something here as well, correct? I think so. And, and knowing Microsoft, Microsoft's real core is about serving businesses as opposed to serving individuals, as opposed to sure. Facebook, right? right Facebook right. is more about the individuals and, and social communications, but Microsoft's focus will be about business-to-business -business communications. And that's where I think Skype is slightly more different. You can share your screen, you can create um, teleconferencing between multiple people. I think the, the purpose of Skype or the future of Skype is going to be different than um, the communications that are taking place on Facebook. What has been the problem is Skype has been very very much of a user-unfriendly user or a somehow cumbersome type of product mm -hmm. that hasn't evolved over the years. I think um, these type of acquisitions will only allow these products to grow. So will will Skype need to change at all with, with this partnership, or do they just benefit from having this partnership as a way to kind of open up new avenues for them? I think just like Outlook, Skype would also benefit. Like, for example, right now, if you want to connect to somebody on Skype, you have to put their ID, you yep. have to know that ID. Imagine if you wanted to connect to the salesperson in a company of your potential interest, and you had no idea who would be the contact. But having some sort of a search database, let's say I am at Merck, Merck and I'm interested in finding a, a pharmaceutical um, partner and I'm just going in there and able to search at the company level right. or at the uh, the professional level. If I could make those type of contacts more easily, I think that would make Skype also a, a more usable product. I, I guess it, it then it becomes a very interesting piece to, as you said, all these other companies and all these other employees who are working for 
these companies and the potential partnerships that could be coming out of this particular partnership going forward in the next several years. Exactly. I think it's the, this deal is partly about acquiring a business that's profitable, but also partly about making Microsoft the centerpiece for the employees, um, using essentially these products to much more easily connect with individuals that you're trying to regularly communicate, as mm-hmm. well as individuals who you may want to reach out, who might not necessarily be in your day-to-day network. So how much has Microsoft made that transformation into being a company that's really looking to focus on the business community rather than what it was, let's say, 20 years ago, where in the world of the PC, they were, you know, they were trying mm-hmm. to sell to the individual consumer? I think over the years, what we have seen is Microsoft has become more and more reliant on serving businesses. I think that's where their strength is. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to be probably what they will focus on. It seems like at least these latest major acquisitions seem to be going in that way. And it would be hard for them to, I think it would be more difficult for them to go back to the business to customer um, relations. But, but they or, wouldn't want to at this point. Yes, right? I don't think that they would be all that interested in going back and, and trying to compete with the other providers in that space. Peter Zaleski joins us uh, now as well from Villanova University. Peter, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So I, I, I asked this question first to Pinar and ask uh, it of you. This deal gets announced and you think what? Uh, I think it's a good move. Um, uh, typically, I don't like mergers. I don't like mergers between two unrelated companies. Uh, typically, mergers between big companies don't work. But there, there are some synergies here that can be exploited. Um, you know, one, you know, LinkedIn's uh, value has been fairly depressed. They haven't figured out a great way uh, to monetize all the great value added that they do present. Uh, Microsoft uh, historically is a uh, has done a very good job at monetizing. They they have good models of, of monetizing. I think that there are some things that they can that they can bring. There's some synergies too. There's some uh, uh, some LinkedIn uh, products and services that Microsoft can can uh, leverage and use to their advantage. Uh, um, and I think also for Microsoft, uh, you know, when they announced, you know, that for, for years they had no dividend, and because you know it was let's plow the money back in and reinvest in, in productive areas that have a you know a rate of return higher than our cost of capital. But right. you know, when Microsoft announced that their dividend, you know, way, way back when it was it was basically saying we've kind of run out of good ideas. Um, this is a good idea for them. This 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 can kind of spark. You know, they've 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 got the software. They've 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 got the you know the browser market. They've got the operating system market. And and this is this is now another leverage for them uh, to capitalize on some of the things they do present. Um, typically, mergers. I, I don't think they overpay. Typically, I do. Typically. Uh, I do think the acquiring firm overpays uh, a premium. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, for the, um, the the firm they're acquiring, I think LinkedIn's value was a so depressed. Number one and number two, I think Microsoft realized the extent to which they could um, boost the value. That I, I do think this will actually it benefits LinkedIn shareholders who have you know um, have, have been sitting on these losses. But it, it'll I, I don't think. Microsoft's going to be hurt by this at all. No. It's interesting because I've always perceived it as, and especially the last couple of years, that because of the fact that they added a, basically a pay level that, that LinkedIn had, uh, that that obviously that was a step in the positive for them. Uh, but seemingly, you're the opinion that they haven't been able to really 
you know, get their get their ducks in a row in this case, correct? Uh, you're saying LinkedIn? Yes, correct. Oh, ab- absolutely. And when you say pay level, you mean as a uh, equity of compensation? Well, or, no, just or, the fa- just the fact that you know, for for LinkedIn, for a long time when it first came in, it was you know you could obviously see whoever was trying to read your read your profile, and there wasn't a pay element to it. Exactly. The, the last few years, they've they've obviously added that, and that's a little bit of a oh, of so, a change for them. Absolutely. So they've monetized some, some again, and I think um, you know it's been a great recruiting tool, um, and I think you know I think there's a lot of revenue that they do generate from recruiters. Uh, I think that that market may be tightening up, and they probably need to do something else, change the model somehow. So, um, to the to the extent to which I, I don't think that they f- have fully monetized to the extent that they could, and, and I think maybe um, Microsoft may be able to to do that for them. Yeah, as opposed, uh, as opposed to sorry. there are probably some joint ventures they could have done as two separate entities. Uh, but I don't think that LinkedIn would have realized the full potential of that on their own the way Microsoft would have. Just, to, I think, to complement, just to say a few things, I think LinkedIn, compared to the other social networks that exist, has actually been relatively successful. When we think about these business models, it would be very difficult to make Facebook subscribers pay for their membership. But LinkedIn has been actually successful in converting the users to pay, and not just on the employee side, but also on, on the employer's side. And when we look at its revenue growth chart, it has been growing over the years. So what has happened is that its stock price has been, yes, it had seen uh, a significant decline. And that was partly because the growth uh, rates were expected to to decline. Mm -hmm. But that's partly, yes, as you get bigger and bigger as a social network, your growth is going to start to decline. And that's expected. But as a mature business, it had been generating revenue. And it's uh, one of those things that I think one of those social networks that is expected to still bring money to the table for Microsoft. And even if it were to continue alone, right now it has about 3.5 billion revenues. I think it can still continue to generate money. So, Peter, then in your mind, who, who, gets, the, who gets the biggest win in this? Does Microsoft get the, get the, uh, get the biggest win because of the data and, and the potential for uh, even connecting business uh, people even further? Or does LinkedIn, because of just the connection with Microsoft? Well, yeah, I think the the initial big winners will be the the current shareholders for LinkedIn, yeah. um, which is, which is typically the case um, in these kinds of deals. Uh, I think long run, it, it it it's a win win. As I say, you know, you, usually these are like a a, a win lose. I, I think this is going to be another another area that Microsoft can can leverage to their advantage. They've got some synergies between the two, so LinkedIn LinkedIn will benefit because I think. The partnership with Microsoft, which again they could have done as a joint venture, uh, not necessarily as a, as a single entity. So, um, you know, that side gains. Microsoft gains something new for them, um, which they haven't really had in a while. And so, I think there's probably going to be excitement on both sides of both sides of the aisle here. I think. Where do you think the the, the greatest benefit for LinkedIn is r- right now in the short term? Is it uh, where do you see the, the the benefit for that company in going forward? Um, if I had to, to, to pick one thing, I just, I, you know, I, I think that, you know, again, it's, you know, they, they've, they've had good revenue models, but I think Microsoft, my prediction is, they, is Microsoft is A, able to change the revenue generation model and B, able to leverage some of LinkedIn's products um, that might not have been put to full use prior to this. 
you think we will see any really significant change with LinkedIn in the, in the short term because of this partnership now starting to unfold? Uh, short term, uh, I don't know what to predict because I'm not sure how much Microsoft has you know, planned ahead in terms of what they plan to do immediately. So I'm not 100% sure we're going to see much short term unless Microsoft has already had some things in the works that they were planning to implement right away. But I think as this, as this unfolds, I think we're going to see some new product enhancements. Yeah. The, the CEOs were in an uh, uh, interview the other day, and they talked about the fact that, that they have uh, been talking for a little time about this. Uh, then for both of you, Pinar, what made this the right time for this deal to go through? I mean, you know, if they've been talking about this for a couple of years now, Seemingly, Satya Nadella had to feel like this was a right time for some reason. I think this is the right time for a move for Microsoft because Microsoft has been also struggling. It hasn't really, it's a very mature business at this point. It is providing updates to its existing core products, but it hasn't been able to to go into a new area and become successful. So for them, I think acquisition of a successful professional network is actually a good move. From LinkedIn's perspective, they're also getting to the from moving from a startup to now becoming a more mature company. They also need to if they wanted to go into different directions, they also would need more significant investments and being able to partner with Microsoft, they are able to keep right now with uh, according to the acquisition, they're able to keep their independence and they will be still uh, managed by the, the same people. So um, I think for them to be able to also use the, the knowledge and the product base of Microsoft will be a good move in terms of expanding their business. Peter? Yeah, you know, I'm going to echo those sentiments. I think, if, you know, if you go back to, uh, you know, and I, go, and I go back to when, you know, Microsoft said, hey, we're now going to pay a dividend, which is pretty much when they said, we're, you know, we're kind of at the top of the growth curve right now. Um, you know, we, you know, our shareholders can do more with the, with the money than we can do internally. And so, you know, again, they're, they're looking for something, something new. And I think if you look at some of the acquisitions that they've done in the last five years, um, you know, to be kind, they for the most part they flopped, um, and whether it was something new or something old. Uh, and so, uh, Microsoft, you know, the very mature company at the top of its growth curve. LinkedIn, once again, if you've gone back a few years, may not have been proven it have proven itself well enough. I think LinkedIn's at the stage now where it's like, hey, we're proven that we're viable. Microsoft looking for an acquisition that can be that that's relatively new but also viable. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll echo those same sentiments. The, ti- the timing's perfect for these two right now. Yeah. Is there then a, a, a next acquisition potentially for Microsoft or in this kind of realm? Because as you said, you're talking about a, you know, a partnership with Microsoft, which is giving them a, a, a social media element, a, a networking element. Is there a next natural step for Microsoft in, in that process to build this out even further in your mind, Peter? Uh, that... That's a tough one, mainly because this is a relatively large acquisition, and yeah. so in terms of in terms of managing, you know, how, how they you know bring LinkedIn in, into the fold and how they put them in the organizational chart uh, is going to be interesting to see because you don't want to uh, you don't want to mismanagement. You, you you want LinkedIn to to some extent to still have some of its independence, but of course there's um, a lot of things that they that the two companies are going to have to coordinate, or the, the newer companies going to have to coordinate. Um, what then? Microsoft springs out into again. I think you know 
will they need an acquisition or will they just develop internally or more cloud service, uh, more um, uh, uh, workspace synergy type platforms? Uh, and so as the, as, as, as the world moves towards that, link, LinkedIn's the perfect partner. And then if that leads to some other type of cloud-based acquisition that's or, or internal development, that's where I probably see this going. Peter? I think that I see Microsoft moving in the direction of creating the future workplace. It's an, essentially, this is an element where you walk into your office and you go into your computer and you are through a cloud essentially provided services that enable you to do your work, you know, create documents or uh, be productive, make calculations, make predictions, but at the same time connect to other professionals in your network as needed day by day or as part of your career trajectory. So I, I think that Microsoft is trying to create that future suite of, um, of the performance workplace. And I would not expect a similar scale acquisition anytime soon, partly because of the cost associated with it, sure. but also because of the management problems that are going to come along now with uh, trying to create a combined um, a combined company out of these two large companies. What I would think is probably smaller acquisitions that are going to try to make these integration between the different parts of the business seamless. So, for example, artificial intelligence or being able to take the information from LinkedIn and integrate that into the products of existing products or future products of Microsoft, yeah. that type of technology, whether it's internally developed or whether it's developed by other uh, more professional, small startups and, and acquired through Microsoft is, I think, the next move. Uh, Peter, we mentioned before you came on about uh, kind of the video element that, that Microsoft is has already kind of baked into their organization. And, and I guess in some respects, and this may be a little bit down the road, with networking with professionals, the video element could be something that w would be in play uh, in the future as well. Oh, absolutely. And, and again, it's uh, I, I don't necessarily see where they would be making acquisitions in this area because I, I think the internal talent might be there and the internal infrastructure might be there. So, uh, um, you know, I think one thing that Microsoft's been lacking over the last, um, I'll say, 10 years or so has been that internal intrinsic growth. And, uh, you know, this, this may help, I'll say, spark or reinvigorate uh, some of the developments that they've been doing, that they were capable of doing internally. Yeah. It, it, just go over the, the, your viewpoint on the job that Satya Nadella has done since, since he took over as CEO of the company. Uh, well, we're looking at a, a fairly mature company um, with, I'll say, decreasing growth prospects. And so, um, you, 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 part of it is, is, is you know, allocation of capital uh, is, is the main focus. And so, um, you, you, you know, I'd say there's, there's a very good job there saying um, if, if our investment horizons are shrinking, uh, you know, let's be responsible to our shareholders. And I think in that yeah. sense, that was very good. Um, but at the same time, let's keep an eye out for um, profitable investments. Pinar? I think that he's sitting in a tough chair. So this is a, a competitive area and this is an area, again, thinking about Microsoft products, very mature. And the, I think the needs for um, these incremental 
growth is going to be relatively lower and lower. But I think he has been relatively successful trying to move the business more and more into the cloud. Mm-hmm. And now with this new acquisition, I think we'll see over the, the next couple of years whether these will pay off, um, at least as, as Microsoft expects, and then we'll make it a determination then. Uh, it is interesting to see this deal. And, and it, you know, for those of us that don't follow it that closely, when you see a Microsoft and a LinkedIn all of a sudden putting together a deal like that, even though these gentlemen have talked about it for two years, it's one of those things that kind of catches your eye. And as it makes you wonder what the future is, even for some of the other social networking elements out there. I mean, obviously, LinkedIn and Facebook are are, are different in, in kind of the demographic that, that, that they're going after. But Facebook probably would like to have some of the similar types of elements in its operation going forward in having some sort of partnership, like having a Microsoft behind them as a strength. So actually, when we think about LinkedIn's business model, one of the threats that they have been facing is Facebook coming into their business. So there's nothing that prevents Facebook from creating a suite where employees and employers could connect, not just in their um, professional communications, but also in, in other social ways. So this has been an existing thread, although we haven't seen Facebook really coming into the space. Um, I think now moving forward, Microsoft will have to watch out for, again, Facebook <laughs> coming into the space. But it has been, again, these two social networks, they have been successful and they've been successful in different ways. One is a social communications network yeah. where advertising is the, the business model. And the other one is really about contacting individuals usually for um, finding jobs or <laughs> finding better opportunities or finding talent. So that's the, the main separation between the two. Peter, you got about 30 seconds. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna, you know, LinkedIn, to an extent, actually had, did have a first mover advantage in the professional networking space because when they did develop that professional network, people still thought of Facebook as, you know, maybe something the kids were doing, right? And so um, it's probably... LinkedIn's entry made it tougher for Facebook to enter that market. So it's kind of interesting that, yes, Facebook could enter that market, but the fact that LinkedIn did it first made people think of Facebook as more social, LinkedIn as more professional. Great to have you on the show. Thanks very much for joining us, Peter. Thank you for having me. You got it. Got it good. Thank you. Pinar, great to see you again. Thanks for coming in. Greatly appreciate it. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.com. Dot edu.